0: Wednesday night. I feel um, always excited to be with you as we have the opportunity to dig into the word of the Lord uh, on this virtual broadcast. Go ahead, get your Bibles and your notebooks out as we begin our uh, continued journey into this series on uh, being more than conquerors. We have been just repeating the declaration that enough is enough. So we are have uh, three narratives that we have been going through. The first one was uh, the pool of Bethesda. The second one uh, found in Luke regarding the woman who had had the infirmity of being bent over uh, for 18 years. And then on this Sunday coming up, uh, we'll dig into the woman with the issue of blood. Um, So really excited about these narratives. I know that we continue to be stretched. We continue to be challenged. But, but ultimately, I'm trying to get into us the mentality that there are some things that we just do not have to tolerate as the born again. There are some things that are outside of your born again inheritance. And at some point, you have to say, enough is enough. Um, so again, uh, go ahead and share this video, start whatever watch parties that you need to do so that we can... Um, just dig into the word and learn the word of the Lord together. Um, also, we'll have some news coming up soon. i uh, not ready to release the date yet, but we're going to uh, be putting our Bible studies. Our Wednesday night fuels will uh, go in person and virtual uh, coming up in the coming months. So just like we do on Sunday where we have in person And virtual for our Sunday morning worship uh, encounter. We're also going to have in-person and virtual for our Wednesday night fuel encounter. So please uh, keep your ears open for information in that regard. So let me go ahead and pray and then we'll jump in. Father, I thank you. Give us ears to hear. Give me the strength to deliver. Allow the word to go forth unchecked by any foreign force. And then give us God. The, the the strength to apply, not just be hearers, but doers of the word in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Galatians four, Galatians four is where we have been and on the past Sunday. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to Sunday, go back, just continue to get that word embedded, go back, listen again and again and again. And so on this past Sunday, I spoke about the dangers of immaturity. And I've been dealing with that ever since we got into the Galatians 4 text. And immaturity as it pertains to our rights as a believer. Really, really fast. Let's let's go through the thread. Uh, let me let me go ahead and thread this needle just a little bit. Luke 10, quickly here. Uh, I'm sorry, Luke 13. Uh, Luke 13, verse 10. If you start there, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. There was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. She was bent double, could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, woman, you're free from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she be, she was made erect again and began glorifying God. But the synagogue official, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, there are six, day, six days. Which work should be done, so come during them and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the stall, lead him away to water him? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for eighteen long years, should she not have been released from this bond? On the Sabbath So he says that this woman is a daughter of Abraham And she has a right to be healed But what I've been teaching us is So do we Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 Verse 26 For you are all sons of God Through faith in Christ Jesus For all of you who are baptized into Christ Have clothed yourself with Christ There's neither Jew nor Greek There's neither slave nor free man There's neither male nor female For you're all one in Christ Jesus. Watch verse 29. And if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's descendants heirs according to the promise. However, immaturity, immaturity can disconnect you from this concept. Look at verse one of chapter four. Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he's owner of everything. But He's under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, watch it, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So immaturity will disconnect you from the rights you have as a believer. They'll disconnect you from that inheritance because it says in verse one, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from the slave, although he's owner of everything yet. And I said this Sunday, but I need to make sure you have it in your notes. The path to maturity is the path to sonship. I'll say it again. The path to maturity is the path to sonship. Look at verse six. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you're no longer a slave. Look at this transition. You're no longer a slave, but a son. Look at the rights. And if a son, what am I? I'm an heir through God. And so the path, the path to to maturity is the path to sonship. Now, let's 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 go a little further with this. Sonship starts with receiving Jesus. And I taught on that on Sunday. Sonship starts with receiving Jesus. Number two. Number two sonship is concretized or made concrete, made stable, made certain in and through the leadership of the Holy Ghost. So number one, sonship starts with receiving Jesus. Number two, sonship is concretized in and through the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Number three, the result of sonship is is the release from demonic bondage and access to your rights as an heir. Now, again, I taught on number one, sonship starts, sonship starts with receiving Jesus. And I want to make sure that, you know, there is power in repetition. Go to John 1. There's power in repetition. Every instructor that's listening to me, every teacher who's listening to me understands the power that the instructor has when they repeat concepts. But I need you to understand, sonship starts with receiving, willfully allowing him, receiving Jesus. John 1, look at verse 12. Verse 12, but as many as received him, that word received, to willfully allow him to enter every part of your life. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we must be we must willingly write that word willingly allow the Lord to have access to every area of our life willingly. So when I talk about willingly, this means, especially when it comes to not just sit with me, Lord, but also as it pertains to his instruction. I must, one, acknowledge instruction. Two, embrace instruction. Three, follow instruction. I'll do it again. If I'm receiving Jesus, this is what this looks like one, acknowledge instruction. Two, embrace the instruction. Three, follow the instruction. So when I when I talk about acknowledging instruction, I'm talking about hearing with recognition when when we can't we can't keep coming to church saying amen while simultaneously saying that we're believers. But we don't have the acknowledgement, the embrace and the following of the instruction. So here with recognition, I hear what is being taught. I hear what the word of the Lord says and I receive, I, I receive, I willfully allow that word to transform me by the renewing of my mind. Romans 12. Are you with me here? I I hear it, but I willingly allow the word to transform me by the renewing of my mind. I'll never do this until... Have crucified the flesh With its lusts and its passions Because the flesh does not want to see you transformed The flesh doesn't want to see you healed The flesh doesn't want to see you delivered The flesh doesn't want to see you whole The flesh doesn't want to see you healthy The flesh does not want to see you complete you got to crucify that flesh And then you acknowledge the word And then when I say embrace it I receive that word And then follow it I apply the word Application What good is a word That you say amen to That you won't apply Many of us We've been in church all of our lives But we have failed to make the word applicable We haven't applied the word to the areas What good is a balm That you won't rub on the sore You got to apply that word to your life So acknowledge, embrace, and follow Receiving Jesus I said this Sunday and many of you posted it. Receiving Jesus is the consistent, cognizant action of intentionally welcoming Jesus to change your whole life. The consistent, cognizant action of intentionally welcoming Jesus to change your whole life. This is the builder's posture. Lord, we welcome you to change anything that is holding me back from anything You've promised. Now, in number two, go ahead and turn to Romans, please. Sonship is concretized in and through the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Let's go further. Let's go to Romans. Sonship is concretized in and through the leadership of the Holy Ghost. Now, it is possible, it is possible to believe. And not be filled We see this in Acts chapter 19 Have you received the spirit since you believed However You can receive Jesus As as many of them did You know and as we see in John But sonship is Concretized Made certain Made full and free In and through the leadership of the Holy Ghost Romans chapter 8 If you look at Romans chapter 8 And then we look starting at um, verse 14. Watch this. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God. Now, wait a minute. John 1. To as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become. Romans 8. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God. These are. Wait, wait, wait. John 1. To as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become. Romans 8 For all who are being led by the Spirit These are the sons of God For you have not received a spirit of slavery Leading to fear again But you received the spirit of adoption As sons by which we cry out Abba Father The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit That we're children of God And if children heirs also Heirs of God Fellow heirs with Christ If indeed we suffer with him We don't like that part So that we may also be, so that we may also be glorified with him So, it says right there If I receive Jesus, I have the right to become But if I'm led by the Spirit, I am a son Alright, now there's a couple of things that I want to extrapolate by this If I'm led, led by, led by, led by The, the, the Holy Spirit does way more than what many of us have uh, acknowledged him to do you know i understand i grew up in that you know the that that the holy ghost was just the dance partner that the holy ghost was the was the shout enabler but no no no. the holy ghost will make you shut up and apologize the holy ghost will make you not go there and do this and not do that the holy ghost is a leader it leads you and I know many of us. If you grew up like me, you grew up singing songs like "Where You Lead Me, I Will Follow," and we were lying. We weren't telling a bit more truth. But that word "led" right there—remember—to receive, to willfully allow access, to willfully allow the Lord access into every part of our life. That's receive. But "led" is to willfully be directed by. Wait, 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 wait. To as many as receive Jesus, to willfully allow access. To as many as are led by the Spirit. To willfully be directed by. So I have my movement, my actions willfully controlled by the Holy Spirit. Is that something that you can say? Are your movements, your actions, your words, your thoughts willfully controlled Control, not just nudged, controlled to as many as are led by, controlled by. The spirit of God, we have to allow the spirit of God to have control and not just allow him to have control during the hard times, not just allow him to have controls when you've lost control. But you want him to consistently, I willfully, consistently, intentionally allow you to lead me where you want me to go. See, I I, I say this a lot But we love Savior Jesus But it's the Lord Jesus we have a problem with See, the Lord Jesus is that leader Savior Jesus, we we like the, the, the concept of being rescued But what about the concept of being led? To as many as received him To as many as willfully allow Jesus to enter But to as many as are led To as many as are willfully allowing the Holy Spirit to control And and, and, and truth is, many of us want to control ourselves. And we see in verse 15, look at this, for you've not received a spirit of slavery. This woman, all the way back in Luke, she was bound. She was a slave to sickness. Like many of us, slave to sickness, slave to poverty, slave to depression, slave to doubt, slave to fear, slave to disbelief, slaves. And that's not God's will. The only thing that we're supposed to be bound to scripturally is righteousness. The scripture teaches that it's okay For us to be bound to righteousness But we're not supposed to be bound To sin We're not supposed to be bound to demonic influence And, and, and listen Those are choices Look at what it says in verse 15 again For you have not received watch it, A spirit of slavery leading to fear again But you have received A spirit of adoption As sons by which we cry out Abba father So, so let me give you uh, a couple of points number one slavery or bondage slavery because you know it talks about the the you have not received the spirit of slavery slavery is also bondage. slavery is a spirit. It sounds simple but I need you to receive this what I'm saying bondage is a spirit it's a spirit. And it's not a state that we should allow. It is an intruder. Bondage is an intruder in the born again inheritance. It does not belong in our life. Bondage is an intruder. It doesn't belong there. It has no rights and we have to kick it out. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to let it sit there. No, that's not just the way it is. No, that's not just the way it's going to be. That is a spirit that you did not receive. It is not in your rights. No, no, no. You're not an heir to slavery. You're not an heir to bondage. I don't care what anybody tells you. That's not just the way. Well, my mom was this way. No, 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 no. The born again have cut all of that off. Well, I don't know how. Learn how. You do not have to be bound. You did not receive that spirit. Slavery or bondage is a spirit. It is not a state that we should allow. It is not a state that we should be comfortable with. We are not to be bound. Hear me. Hear me. You need to to tell yourself no longer bound. No longer bound. I told you several weeks ago, I tell the Lord to untie you. Tell the Lord to untie you And that you want into this You want to walk in your inheritance You want to walk in his ways In his truth You want that You don't have to accept the bondage And this is not about being mean This is not about being that I'm trying to teach you how to walk in your rights I'm reading your policy documents to you And letting you know That you have some things in your policy documents That free you So slavery or bondage is a spirit Number two Slavery or this bondage is a spirit you receive. Watch it. First of all, we acknowledge that it is a spirit, it doesn't belong. But the second thing that I need us to acknowledge is that it is something you receive. What do you mean? Bondage doesn't just jump on you, it's not an automatic. It is. It's not an automatic. I know. I know. Sometimes we've done that, especially in some erroneous deliverance teaching stuff, jumping from place to place. No, no, no. no. Bondage is not something you receive, even as it pertains to some of the concept of generational curses. I know. Uh, my good friend, uh, you know, Brother Bishop uh, McNeil, Christopher McNeil, uh, he posted recently about how the born again they shouldn't be. Operating in, or or saying that they're operating in generational curses, that's not a part of the born again inheritance. You're free. You're free from that. You don't have to. But see, many of us are using the concept and the teaching of a generational curse as an excuse to not change behaviors, right? And at this point, that's not a generational curse. Many of you are making generational decisions. Let's just be clear. Or 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 you're just not born again. Right, Because it could be that as well Because just because you're church You're churched Just because you're churched Doesn't mean you're saved So slavery is a spirit And you receive that spirit It doesn't jump on you It doesn't jump on you Or just show up on you We willfully allow The presence of bondage in our lives you willfully allow it, how by opening doors to it, by declaring it out of our mouths, by refusing to build the inner man um by operating in full a relationship with the lord uh you you, you began to open those doors, and the devil will come in, you receive it, you receive it, you willfully allow, just like in John one. To as many as received him, willfully allow access into their life. That's how oppression works. You willfully allow. Right, right, because the Bible says, you know, let no man say that when he's tempted, he's tempted of God. When he's tempted, he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed, drawn away of his own. See, that's willful. You're drawn away of what's already in you, of your own lust and entice. And so again, number one, slavery or this bondage, it's a spirit. Number one. Number two, it's a spirit you receive. Here's number three: the spirit of bondage or the spirit of slavery leads. To fear. It leads to fear. What is fear? It is an emotion experienced in anticipation of some specific pain or danger. It is usually accompanied by a desire to flee or to fight. Many of the aggressions, uh, the running away, uh, many of the things that you see, even in people around you or in yourself, they're products of fear. Now, I'm not telling you that so that you can just run around talking about I'm afraid I'm afraid and everybody has to accept it because that's that that's something else that, that I'm starting to see even in the body of Christ where you recognize that you have a trait that needs to be corrected and instead of correcting the trait you use that trait as the reason for continued poor behavior and so you say I'm afraid you just have to accept my fear No, no no God has not given you the spirit of fear or timidity But power, love, and a sound mind. I'll get to that in a minute. And so please understand, fears and emotion experience in anticipation of some specific pain or danger. Not not what you experience during the pain or danger, but in anticipation of the pain or danger. See, when we're bound, when we're bound, when when we're enslaved, when we are tied, it keeps us in a fear state. And when you're in a fear state, you're constantly anticipating pain when you're in a fear state. So even before the conversation starts, you're already anticipating what the conversation might be. And if the conversation doesn't even go that way, you hear it through the ears of anticipation. Glory to God. You hear it through the ears of anticipation. And now you're responding based upon what you anticipate. How much more powerful would it be if we came to church with the same anticipation that we have in a fear state? If our victory state anticipated that, if our victory state anticipated deliverance, if our victory state anticipated that. But many of us, because we're bound, we have a fear state. And so every conversation we anticipate pain, every conversation, every interaction Every morning, every day We anticipate pain, we anticipate danger Uh, It's when we are consistently on the run We never face reality We never face the problem We never confront the issue We never deal with it We accept, we just sit there and say This is the way it's going to be So you you accept the sickness, you accept the poverty You accept the depression, you accept the pain You accept the anger, you accept it all You accept that you're you're not going to reach your dreams But that is not God's best You're an heir, you're an heir You do not have to accept the spirit of slavery. You don't have, it's not in your rights. It is not a part of the born again inheritance. And so you're always ready to run, always ready to fight, always on the defense. Anybody know somebody like that? Always on the defense, never with listening ears, never processing, but always lashing out. Normally that, that behavior is sitting on a bed of fear. It's a state of emotional Instability It rests on assumption Fear rests on assumption And this is what bondage leads to You have not received the bondage Listen, you have not received the spirit of slavery What does that lead to? Fear And and this fear is an emotional instability It rests on assumptions rest on the assumption that something or someone will hurt you at all times It's always bad, it's never good You're never able to think on these things Whatsoever good, whatsoever lovely, whatsoever of good You're never able to get there Because every day, every interaction, every conversation Everything you see, everything you hear Rest on fear, why? Because bondage leads you there And so you can't operate in freedom You're always operating fear Fear Is not a spirit from God. Remember, I just quoted it a second ago that 2 Timothy 1 God has not given you the spirit of fear. He gave you power, He gave you love. He gave you sound mind He gave you the spirit of power That word power In that Timothy text is dunamis That, that is potentiality It is ability So you mean to tell me That because remember You shall receive power Dunamis After that the Holy Ghost Has come upon you Acts 1 And so when, the, when You don't have fear But you do have The spirit of power The spirit of ability You have to wake up every day And say I'm able Because of Christ I'm able because of the Holy Ghost Working in me Yes I'm able because of what I haven't allowed to willfully enter into I am able because I am constantly building my inner man day by day I am building up myself in my most holy faith Praying in the Holy Ghost I'm able, I'm able to conquer I'm able to overcome I'm able to do anything I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me Those declarations become absolutely Potential energy when you walk in the spirit of power when you walk in the spirit of love see this is what God gave you the spirit of power, the spirit of love and the spirit of a sound mind in the NASB it actually says discipline it is the you have the spirit of prudence you exercise prudence in all things you're a disciplined believer as a matter of fact watch this disciplined disciples a disciple is a disciplined follower. <laughs> and so fear is not a spirit from God, but a spirit that is from God is the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of sound mind. Those are the counterpoints. Those are the counterpoints to the spirit of slavery. What did you receive? The spirit of adoption. Within the spirit of adoption, you have love, power, and a sound mind. Once we receive the spirit of adoption, our declaration changes. Abba Father That's the declaration Why would that declaration change Because when I received the spirit of adoption I began to recognize And understand who the Lord is My declaration should change I challenge even some of you Right now to look at the things you've been saying Are you speaking Like a son or daughter are you speaking out of fear I'm not going to make it, it's not going to work Are you speaking as a son or daughter are you speaking from the place of victory A full understanding of your rights As a believer Or are you speaking from the place of fear It's not going to work It's not going to happen no, 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 no no, You have not received the spirit of slavery But you have received the spirit of adoption Whereas we cry Abba, Father I have a recognition of who the Lord is Let me finish with this The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. And if children, look at this, heirs, also heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, if we indeed suffer with him, that we also may be glorified with him. (laughs) I may go through, though you suffer for a little while, but I'll also be glorified with him. It's a part of my sonship. It's a part of my born-again inheritance. (laughs) I'm not, not going to stay in any state This is what Paul was able to say I learned that in all things I can be content That was not him overlooking the pain Or anything like that But he recognized who the Lord was And he knew that there were some things That were not He said well, let's just separate me from the love of God Nothing Nothing. There was nothing Paul got to a state where he understood There is absolutely nothing That can disconnect me from my God and that's what I'm trying to get to you. He whom the Son has set free is free Don't be bound. You don't have to be. You can be untied. Walk, talk, behave as a believer, born again believer, operating in your born again inheritance. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you daily. Up this. this is